The Cigar Dave Show podcast is presented by Diamond Crown. Sit back, relax, pour a drink, and light up a Diamond Crown as you begin the show with the general, Cigar Dave. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Men are once again under attack. No surprise, whether it's from the feminists or the enemies of alphas, we are under attack. We will address it today, and I am under attack. I will share some listener emails that I received. I am under attack for my grooming standards. However, I shall not change. That I can guarantee you. We'll talk about the enemies of pleasure. Yep, they are rearing their ugly heads and what is going on in the college campuses or on the college campuses across America. It is pathetic. It is an outrage. Coast to coast, you name it on campus. If you're a man, you're under attack. If you go to weigh yourself using a scale, that's under attack. The word mankind is under attack. Screw that. As your Alpha 5 star, we will fight back hard, and we will take the war directly to the enemy. Long-ash greetings and salutations. A long-ash snappy salute. Semper delictatio. Always pleasure. Long live the Alpha. Make America great again. The Global General and Alpha Male in Chief coming to you from Command Center uh, Alpha back in the Cigar City of Tampa. As always, we invite you to follow me on social media. Several ways to follow me on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Just go to CigarDave.com. All the different social media platforms are in the upper right, and we will uh, you will see. Just click on that, and you can follow us. And if you want to email me electronically, CigarDave at CigarDave.com. Where do I... There is a song, Where Do I Begin?, where do I begin this week? I am, you know, this is like for a broadcast presenter. I like that term, by the way. That's how they, they mick the Brit in, in Britain. You're a presenter. You're not a host. You're a presenter. As a broadcast presenter, this is what we call broadcast gold. I am sitting in front of, I've got a plethora of items that I can get to. I almost don't know where to start. But do I start on the attack on Bill O'Reilly or the attack on me? Let's start on the attack on me. About a month ago on the show, during general discussions, I don't know how we got into it, talked about alpha male grooming. And one of the things I stated was that I like to properly be groomed, whether it's a proper coiffure, proper haircut, or it's a manicure, whether it's going to my haberdasher, I like to be properly manicured, properly, you know, just properly groomed. And I don't know how we got on that subject, but we talked about that, and another subject we talked about was the trend for these very hot teachers. 
that are in their 20s and 30s to have sexual liaisons with their underage students. And especially there was one, two very hot teachers. They had a threesome with a 17-year-old. And I made the comment, and I stand by that comment, why could that not have happened to me when I was in high school? Why? Why? Trust me, if I had two hot teachers, I would have circled the bed and gone to town. And I would have kept my mouth shut because I would have kept that gravy train going until the end of time. Well, I made the comments on it, and uh, I received some emails. So first of all, this comes to us from, I won't use their last name, even though some of them did provide their last name. And the subject on this from Harry, I won't even call him a lieutenant, but Harry is subject (laughs) meow. He says, used to listen to you. Used to like to listen to me to you. Now you get your nails done, have someone else trim your nose, ears, and another body part, which I never said. Alpha question mark? Hardly. Exclamation point. You, sir, are a charlatan, and most probably a closet Democrat or worse. Goodbye, cigarette Davy. Looks like the only difference between the and I'm gonna clean this up, he used a derogatory term, but I'll clean it up to femme, the femme DiCaprio, and you is that you are a you are poor or just cheap ass. No respect for you anymore. Going to listen to something else, Harry. Harry, bon voyage. Bye-bye. We'll miss you. Now, I don't apologize for getting a manicure, for looking good. I don't apologize, and I made the statement also that there's nothing worse than having men where they've got hair coming out of their nose or on top of their nose or around their ears. I want to get my manicure. Mandy makes sure that she plucks everything. This is a full process. And I dare you, I defy you to find a woman that will tell you, you know, I find it very sexy to see a man with hair growing out of his nose and ears. It turns me on. I find it turns me on to see a man whose nails are bitten down to the core. No, that will never happen. In fact, I get compliments all the time. And I've never once had a dame say, Wow, you really got to get those that bush growing out of your ear or your nose. You got to get that cleaned up. You got to get that hair. And ooh, when I go to when I go to you know touch you on your ears or whisper sweet nothings in your ears, I find that the scruff is not attractive. You'll never. I defy you to find someone that has ever said that to me. Why? Because it never happened. Because I believe in proper grooming. Now, Harry. If you find me a charlatan because I say that I like to be well-groomed and that I like the fact that I present a proper way of, when I walk out, being properly dressed and, and, and really feeling that I've got that alpha male aura going on, if you think that I'm a charlatan because of that, and you're not going to listen to me because of that? I don't want you as a listener because you're not an alpha. So get the hell out. Bye-bye. And by the way, to say the only difference between the femme DiCaprio and you is that I'm poor, cheap-ass, trust me, nobody will tell you that I'm a cheap-ass. Nobody. Not going to happen. And by the way, I'm not a closet Democrat or worse. What worse? What do you think? I'm a, co- a communist-carrying uh, member of the commie party. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of Hugo Chavez and that Maduro down in Venezuela. I'm a Bernie Sanders fan. Get out.
Goodbye. It's over. Now, this is from Lieutenant Keith. I'm writing to inform you that I was more than offended by your broadcast today in promoting and defending those who would seek to scar defenseless children entrusted to their care. And he is referring to the story I talked about, the two hot teachers that had a threesome with an underage student. Now, let's not make that 17-year-old a defenseless child. I'm sure he got most, most aroused. Trust me. I'm sure he didn't look and say, I'm defenseless. Stop. Please don't caress me there. Don't lick me there. Don't perform fellatio there. No, stop. Trust me. He's thinking, I am the king. I am living large. Key says, I've begun a campaign to remove you from the air by writing you all broadcast hosts, station managers, advertisers, and the FCC. Well, that was back on March 18th that he start, started that. It's April 22nd, over a month later. Here we are still conducting broadcast maneuvers. You should be ashamed. I would never want you anywhere near my child. Well, if your child is a boy or even a girl, as you know, I wouldn't go near that. There's a very big difference between two hot female teachers, or three or even one, trying to have sexual liaison maneuvers with a 17-year-old, an adolescent, a, a really a young adult, a young man whose testosterone is raging, whose hormones are raging, who, trust me, he would chase and screw a dog, a pig, an elephant, a rabbit, you name it, he would be that horny. And to have two hot teachers, and I showed the pictures. We put the pictures up there. These women were hot. And the complaint that I had was, why did I never have teachers that looked like that? Mine always looked like they were like 50. They looked like they were 150. I never had hot teachers. And I feel that I got ripped off. I would like to go back to high school, have hot teachers like that, and for once have the equivalent of, what was it, Penthouse Forum. Remember those letters? Dear Penthouse Forum, I want to tell you about something that happened between a beautiful hot woman and I while I was cleaning her pool. Those are the kind of stories that young men, young adults live for. So you don't want me near your child? Trust me. Don't want to go near your children. I like women of age, and I certainly don't, don't, uh, don't like little boys. Not my thing. Not my thing. But there's a very big difference. If you had a son, Keith, who is 17 or 18 years old, oh, just 17 before he's legally of age, who makes it with two hot 20- or 30-year-old teachers. A huge difference. And don't give me this nonsense that a kid's going to be scarred for life. No, the kid is going to walk around with more confidence than he ever had. All right, let me get another one here. I also made mention of uh, somebody's cats, that I'm a dog guy. I'm a, either love the, you're either a cat person or a dog person. I'm a dog person, not a cat person. A dog... They can't do enough for you. They want to be in your company. They're appreciative of a cat. Give me food. Leave me alone. Get out. This is from Michelle. I am a loyal listener, and I find your show entertaining and informative. However, I'm going to let you know that I did not appreciate your comments about cats on your program. I am a cat lover, and I rescue stray and feral cats by having them spayed and neutered. Oh, good. Just like Bob Barker. Have your, have your pet spayed or neutered or help control the pet population. And then caring for them. That's good for you, Michelle. It's very rewarding work as they are God's creatures just like everything else. I didn't appreciate your comment because it is not right to hurt any animal, and being abusive to animals does not make you more of a man. I don't recall saying, go out and put your cat in a microwave. Sergeant Steve, did I? Well, the truth is, 
you know, if you really want to get rid of it, put them in a microwave for a minute. And look, there are cats are delicacies in many Oriental countries, so they are appreciated. But no, I never said to hurt or harm a cat. She says, it makes you less of a man. Just because you don't like something is no reason to hurt it. I never said hurt the cat. That's leftist thinking. You should take more care with your words as you are an influence to people and your words carry weight. Be mindful that even animals you hate may have someone who loves them. So when you hurt that animal, you're hurting that person too. And that person could be a child. So just leave cats alone and don't encourage other men into thinking animal abuse is manly. It isn't. <laughs> let me tell you something. I'm very overcome with emotion here. Wait, let me, let me dab my eyes because I feel so badly. I feel so badly that my words as an influencer could carry weight and that I'm hurting a little child because they've got a cat. Hold up. Who the hell am I kidding? I'm not crying. I'm trying to contain myself from laughing here. Look, Michelle, I appreciate that you love cats. And I, I commend you for saving and rescuing cats. I never said to be abusive to cats. I never said, catch a cat, make a nice oriental Chinese dish with them. I never said that. I just said I'm not a cat person. And I'm not going to become politically correct because you feel that I should have to like something. I don't like cats. Doesn't mean I'm, I, I encourage people to harm them. Au contraire. Not at all. I know people that have cats. I don't dig cats. I don't like being around cats. I don't add any women to the harem that have cats. Now, if they have a that's a different story. But cats, forget about that. All right. And then, of course, I received some comments about that show. Captain Vince, epic show today. General couldn't agree with you more. And then another one saying, this is your best show of the year. Long live the alpha male, Lieutenant Mike in Atlanta. You cannot please everyone all the time. But I wanted to share those with you. And when I come back, I will share you what the enemies of Bill O'Reilly and how the feminists have gone after him. Not saying he's a saint, but I'll weigh in on the Bill O'Reilly termination because it wasn't a resignation, the termination this week. We will continue front and center next hour. We'll be joined in our Cigar Diversions Hour by the folks from Gurkha Cigar. We'll be talking with Kaizad Hansodia. We've got Carlos Yacatorano. We've got Eddie Guerra. We'll be talking about some of their new releases. They've got five new cigars being launched this coming summer at the Cigar Retailers Convention. We announced last week they're going to be the exclusive cigar presenter of the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water in the Buffalo, New York Theater of Operations on Saturday, August 12th. Tickets and info will be available middle of May. But for now, just mark it down August 12th. By the way, if you attended last year, or years previous, we will send you out an advance email about a week to 10 days before the general public. You will have first dibs to buy tickets. They will sell out again once this, again this year like they have every year since we started it. Lieutenants, we will continue around the corner. Meow. If you miss any of the general show, you can catch up anytime with the Cigar Dave mobile app. Presented by Diamond Crown. Listen to the most recent show simply by opening the app with our continuous replay. Or you can download a podcast of a past show. Search Cigar Dave in the App Store to get it. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. 
Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. The April 2017 Officers Club selection is the Gurkha 125th Anniversary Cigar. It is a fantastic cigar with loads of richness, loads of taste, loads of boldness. It features an oily Cubra Brazilian Habano wrapper accompanied by an Ecuadorian Habano binder and a complex combination of Nicaraguan, Brazilian, Dominican fillers. It is medium to full-bodied, smooth, nice hints of spice and vanilla, just a wonderful cigar. Now, if you are not a member of my officer's club, what the hell are you waiting for? Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and join. Get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars every single month, $22.95 shipped to you. We've got all sorts of brands and flavor profiles this month, the April 2017 selection. A winner, the Gurkha 125th anniversary. CigarDave.com slash Officers Club. Join now. Long Ash Greetings, Cigar Dave listeners. This is Kaizad Hensodia from Gurkha Cigars. Join me in the next hour. We talk about the world of Gurkha Cigars. And I should mention that if you are a member of our Officers Club, the April 2017 selection is from Gurkha, the Gurkha 125th anniversary, a magnificent cigar to commemorate the interesting history of Gurkha. Great stick, medium to full-bodied, a lot of flavor, a lot of spiciness, a lot of character. You will love it. Be shipped next week to our Officers Club members. If you're not a member of the Officers Club, go to CigarDave.com. You'll get the latest and greatest every month right to your door. Now, Bill O'Reilly this week was essentially terminated by the Fox News Network. Now, I'm not saying that Bill O'Reilly is a saint or was a saint because it is very clear that some of his – look, he liked hitting on women. There's no question. I like hitting on women. But there's a, if Bill would have followed the Cigar Dave, or correction, the Charlatan Dave, now that I've been termed that by Lieutenant Harry, a charlatan, because I like to be properly groomed and because I uh, like to make sure there's no wild hairs coming out of my ears or my nose, now all of a sudden I'm a charlatan. But if he would have just followed, just come to Cigar Dave, Cigar Dave's Alpha Male Boot Camp, Remedial Boot Camp. One of the segments that we, that we train at my boot camp is how to properly socialize with women. And clearly, some of his remarks were inappropriate. Uh, he wasn't convicted of anything. There's no charges filed. Look, he likes hot women. Now, some of the women I've seen, not so hot. But here's the thing. 
if you are in that position, there is, and I've known this because I've spoken to people that know O'Reilly that say, hey, anywhere he goes, I mean, he likes to hold court. There's no shortage of women that want to be around him. And if you really have needs, then you can always go for hired professional happy ending talent. You don't have to hit on the women that are around there. And I think maybe his mistake was prom- uh, on some of these women, like this Wendy Walsh promising her that he would try to get her a gig. You never do that. Now, if he liked her, he could have said, hey, listen, you know, would you like to uh, grab a drink sometime, grab dinner sometime? And usually women pick that up. And if they're interested, great. If not, they say, well, look, I- I'm not really interested in going out with you. Okay, well, no problem. Then the invitation's rescinded. But there's no question that the left, the feminist, had a clear-cut campaign against him. No doubt about it. And I had a conversation yesterday talking about Trump. Why do so many people despise Donald Trump? It's not just his politics. It's the fact that he is a strong, opinionated alpha male. Feminists, many women are intimidated by that. And I got a kick out of some of the other cable networks. They were, of course, bouncing uh, on O'Reilly's demise. And by the way, That's the worst time to pounce on someone because I guarantee you Bill O'Reilly's coming back. Mark my words, he will be back. Maybe six months, maybe a year when he's non-compete, trust me, he'll be back. But I got a kick out of, they were saying, well, his interview style was in your face and very rough and rubbed people. And they showed the view clip how when he was talking about 9-11 that people didn't want a mosque right next to the the 9-11 memorial. And he said because the terrorists were Muslims. And of course, Joy Behar and, and Whoopi Goldberg got all upset and, and went after him, and he fought back. He basically gave it right back to him verbally. Well, you see, the mainstream and lib media doesn't like that. They don't like men like O'Reilly. They don't like men like me. They don't like alphas like Trump. They don't like alphas, period. Why? Because we speak truth. Because when asked a question, we speak honestly and directly. We don't sugarcoat it. If a woman asks me, how do I look in this dress? And I said, well, do you want my honest opinion? Of course. Makes your ass look big. And she said, I can't believe you would tell me that. That's You're so direct and blatant. Okay, let me sugarcoat it. I'll sugarcoat it, but at the end, your ass will still look big in that dress. Unfortunately, today in America, we live in a country whereby people want everything sugarcoated and they get offended easily. And the feminists and Lisa Bloom... And Gloria Allred, they have one agenda, and that is to wussify the American male. Screw them. Alphas will stand strong. Check out the all-new CigarDave.com. Get info on the cigars and libations the general enjoys during the show. Get recipes from the pooch pit and drink cocktails, too. You can listen to the show on our 24-7 stream or download the latest podcast to listen to anytime. Get it all at CigarDave.com. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm-hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. 
Wow, he's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. With an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy, it's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. Well, a very good friend in the world of cigars, Sandy Cobus, the owner, proprietor of El Titan de Bronze down in Little Havana in Miami, one of my favorite people in the world of cigars, had her birthday yesterday, so in Sandy's honor, and in fact, every time I go down to Miami, I always stop by on Cayocho, Southwest 8th Street, El Titan de Bronze. Have a little Cafe Cubano with Sandy. We test some of the uh, various cigars and always catch up. So in honor of her birthday, I have pulled out an El Titan de Bronze Redemption Sun Grown Habano. An absolutely delightful cigar. And in fact, if you ever visit Miami, you can go down to the corner of uh, uh, 8th and 11th Street, 8th Avenue and 11th Street, Cayocho, and you will see the El Titan de Bronze factory. These cigars are rolled by magnificent rollers that came from Cuba. They left Cuba. They were tired of the communist way of life. They wanted a better life, came to America, and they come right to El Titan de Bronze. Sandy gets the creme de la creme of Cuban rollers. The Redemption was launched, oh, I would say about four years ago. Very nice Ecuadorian sun-grown Habano, Nicaraguan binder and filler, made down in Miami. They're not made anywhere else. Beautiful cigar, probably in the $6.5 price range. You really can't go wrong. Comes in about six different sizes. Actually, more than that, probably eight sizes. But my favorite size, as Sandy knows, is the Toro 6x52, which I have pulled out. Just a beautiful medium brown Colorado looking wrapper on this. It also comes in a Sumatra wrapper and a Corojo, but I have got the sun-grown Ecuadorian Habano. Beautiful looking stick. That's what I will enjoy today in honor of Sandy's birthday. Cigar altering and highly sharpened leaf exposing device. Self-sharpening double-edged stainless steel guillotine ready for cutting maneuvers. Maximum BTU flame throwing and heat producing apparatus. Got my very fancy, actually I really don't. Truth be told, this is a good old-fashioned lighter, flint-based lighter you buy at the store. You can buy it for, I think, two bucks, two and a half bucks. Now, why do I have this one? Well, when I travel, I don't want to have the risk of a fine litation device being taken. I don't use any of the, I never travel with the jet uh, flames from the Cigar Dave R&D Labs. Always a flint-based but even sometimes a flint-based, you got to be careful. 
They will try to confiscate it from you, and you have to show them the regulation, show the TSA that a flint-based lighter is allowed. But I don't take the chance, so I use these cheapos. It was still in my briefcase. Not fancy, but the most important thing is to properly light your cigar and enjoy the cigar, and this cheapo flint butane lighter will do the trick. Cigar, Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. Perfect cut as always. Let me get rid of the head here. I don't want that flying around. I will gently toast the foot of this El Titan de Bronze. Now, you can't hear the, the flame. It's still a pretty good flame. Listen, for two and a half bucks, it is what it is. But... And we've all been there. We've all traveled, forgotten a lighter, need a lighter, we're looking around. And you may look and say, I don't want to use one of those. But trust me, if you have a great cigar and you don't have litation, you are out of luck. So this does the job. I'll gently toast the foot of this cigar. And again, nothing fancy. That's the beautiful thing. If they should confiscate it, okay, big deal. All right, Pajarote here. Great draw. Mmm, nice taste. Takes a little longer to light with a with a flint-based lightation system because you're not getting that forced butane. Oh well, finish it off here. Hmm. Hmm. Take it for a few puffs. Blow on the foot. Nice even amber glow. Beautiful. Arteo. Sandy and the rollers down at El Titan de Bronze do a marvelous job, a fabulous job. And in fact, many of the existing manufacturers want to come out with a Miami cigar. They're all lined up to see Sandy at El Titan de Bronze. But Sandy makes some special cigars just for me, for my taste. No bands. Every time I go down there, she goes, oh, I got a couple of bundles, a couple of wheels that I've been soaring in the cedar aging room for you, General. And I take them, thank her, give her a kiss, and say, can't wait to enjoy these. So the El Titan de Bronze Sun Grown Habano Great price, six, six and a half bucks, maybe seven. But a great cigar, medium in flavor, very smooth, outstanding. And now I need the proper accompaniment. Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. Well, I'm going to pull out a bourbon. It's been a while since I've had a Kentucky bourbon. And I'm going to pull out the Elijah Craig Small Batch Kentucky Straight Bourbon from Heaven Hill Distilleries, America's uh, largest owned, family-owned, and independent-operated distilling uh, and spirits company. Let me open this. And as I do, I'll just pour a little bit into my snifter here. Uh, wow. Fantastic aroma on the nose. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Elijah Craig, first of all. Elijah Craig was a Baptist minister. The Reverend Elijah Craig was a Baptist preacher, born in Virginia, became an educator and entrepreneur in the area of Virginia that later became the state of Kentucky. Bet you didn't know that part of Kentucky was from uh, Virginia initially. Now you know the rest of the story. Today, Elijah Craig, definitely known as a premium brand, but reasonably priced. Now, something that happened very interesting, the Elijah Craig used to be, had, used to have on the Kentucky Straight Bourbon, used to have an age statement. Used to say, Elijah Craig, 12 years. No more. Now, they've changed the name to Elijah Craig Small Batch Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey with no age statement. However, 
It is now a combination between 8 and 12 years. So they have no age statement because now that they've started using 8, blending it with some of the 12 because they need more inventory, popularity of bourbon has exploded, they, they'd have to call it 8 because you have to, the number, the, uh, the year expression, numerical expression can only coincide with the youngest of the whiskey. So for example, let's say they had 25 year and 50 year can't call it a 50, you'd have to call it a 25. So for the Elijah Craig small batch, now that they mix some eight-year, minimum eight-year with some 12-year aged bourbon whiskey, now they have no age expression. So the bottle has changed, still very good, slight flavor change, but very it's medium in flavor, has some nice honey notes. Let me take a sip, I will say cheers on that. Wonderful aroma. Mmm. And actually, got several bottles of Elijah Craig that I've had. Actually, we had them featured at our Buffalo Smoke on the Water probably, geez, going back maybe hmm, four or five years ago. Maybe less, four years ago, three years ago. But an excellent bourbon, 25 30 bucks. Very nice. I love the bottle. Almost looks like a log cabin syrup bottle. But very nice, nice tones of some citrus, some honey, some caramel, little maple, very, very nice Kentucky straight bourbon, the Elijah Craig. And I'm enjoying my LT Tonda Bronze Redemption with my Elijah Craig small batch. Life is good. When we come back, we'll tell you about what is going on in the college campuses, on the college campuses of our nation. It is pathetic what has gone on. It is, I, I tell you, the thought of if I would never survive today on a college campus as I did when I was a Syracuse University student from 1982 to 1986, because everybody gets offended at everything. You've got to be politically correct. And what is going on in terms of placing certain products in men's rooms and what they can and cannot say is outrageous. We will get to that right around the corner. Reminder, in the second hour, we will feature an entire hour with Kaizad Hensodia, Carlos Yacatarano, and Eddie Guerra of Gurkha Cigars, when I was down at Gurkha headquarters about three weeks ago, had the opportunity to spend uh, time talking to them about some of their new cigars, their existing lineup. They are the exclusive sponsor. We announced that last week of the 2017 Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water, Saturday, August 12th, 2017, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., Buffalo Riverworks, downtown Buffalo, New York. Tickets and info will be available starting mid-May to the general public early May to those that attended in previous years. We will continue around the corner. The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is the Gurkha 125th Anniversary Cigar. This medium-bodied stick is made in honor of its 125th anniversary. This Gurkha cigar features an oily Cubra Brazilian Habano wrapper accompanied by an Ecuadorian Habano binder and a complex combination of Nicaraguan, Brazilian, and Dominican fillers. Not a member of the Officers Club? Get premium cigars shipped directly to you every month by signing up today at Cigar America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. 
At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. The brand new Cigar Dave mobile app for both iPhone and Android devices is finally out. If you go right now, either to the iTunes store or the Google Play store, search for Cigar Dave and download our brand new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device. You can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available. Cigar Dave Daily Briefings. Additionally, it gives you direct access within the app to our Twitter page, our Facebook page. We also have the ability for you to call the show during the show right from the app, as well as send me a text message and an email. We also put in a couple of bonus items. You can get a weather uh, uh, alert as well as an alarm clock. It is the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. You can listen to the Cigar Dave show anytime, any place, anywhere. Go right now to the iTunes Store or Google Play Store and download the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. The Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the Water, presented by Gurkha Cigars, is Saturday, August 12th at Buffalo River Works in the Western New York Theater of Operations. Mark your calendars, as tickets will go on sale in May. I can tell you one thing. Charlatan Dave will be there. I will be there front and center. And you know what? I'm going to be properly groomed. I'll have my manicure. There will be no stray hairs from my ears or my nose. That is... I can guarantee you of what in the world is going on at our nation's colleges, on the campuses. I've got story after story after story about the pathetic, wussified state of the college student today. Ohio State, Columbus, Ohio. Ohio State student leaders want safe spaces campus-wide. They want safe spaces throughout campus to host student conversations. In a unanimous vote earlier this month, the undergraduate student government approved a resolution requesting various dialogue spaces meant to accommodate diverse and positive discussions within a safe space. Shouldn't the entire campus be a dialogue space? When I went to Syracuse, I had conversations and open dialogue at the cafeteria, on my dorm room uh, floor, at the Newhouse School of Communications building, in the School of Management building, on the quad, at uh, the Varsity Pizza Shop, at Cosmos Pizza, at a few watering holes. Everywhere was a dialogue space. This is nonsense today where they need safe spaces. They need places where they can feel comfortable. I mean, this is going on at the University of Michigan, at Michigan State. It's unbelievable. I mean, you would think that these kids, they can't function unless they're in a cozy little cocoon. Notre Dame University. Notre Dame University. 
Oh, Nelly, you could see that ball go all the way to Bloomington, Indiana, right here from South Bend. The students are claiming that Vice President Pence's presence on campus makes them feel unsafe. It is the tradition for a, uh, the un a University of Notre Dame, when a new president is elected, to invite the new president to be the commencement speaker. Well, Donald Trump passed. He didn't want to create a scene. He didn't want to create any controversy. So Vice President Mike Pence agreed to speak. But students are now claiming that his presence on campus will make them feel unsafe. Seniors Iman Mondain and Jordan Williams have started a campaign to express their concern over the selection of Mike Pence as the university's commencement speaker. They've taken photographs of students with quotations from Pence that the two seniors feel are racist, sexist, homophobic, and xenophobic. I got news for you. You could say good morning to these people the wrong way, and they'd find that that was xenophobic and sexist and homophobic and racist. The students now have made themselves look like a bunch of wussified babies. When I was a senior, when I was graduating from Syracuse, Senator Daniel Patrick Moynihan was our commencement speaker. Now, I wasn't a big Daniel Patrick Moynihan fan. Now, he wasn't a crazy ultra-liberal, ultra-left dem. He was liberal, yes, but he wasn't like a Bernie Sanders. But I wasn't a big fan. But I listened to him, and he actually had a pretty decent commencement speech. He really didn't talk politics. And I really believe that politicians' biggest mistake when giving commencement speeches are talking politics, is when they talk politics. Don't do it. Talk about life experience. Talk about, talk about things to be on the lookout for. But don't talk about politics. And I hope Vice President Pence doesn't talk politics. I hope he talks about life experience. Give people an uplifting message. Give them some motivation. But Daniel Patrick Moynihan, we respected. We didn't go crazy and say, oh, we need a safe space because as a, as a conservative student, what he's saying could offend us and could harm us. This shows you how pathetic and how wussified these college students are today. Here's another one from Canada. Carleton University is removing weight scales from its campus gym after several students complain about being triggered by it. A sign has been put up in the place of the scale explaining that the decision to remove the scale is in keeping with the school's current fitness and social trends. Well, I can tell you, I've lost a lot of weight over the last six months. And the way that I found out that I did was weighing myself every morning. That didn't trigger me to do anything. It triggered me to keep on the bus, stay on the program. The school's manager of health and wellness programs told the school newspaper that focusing only on weight had a negative impact when it came to fitness and athletics. Now, to say that a, 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 a scale is going to trigger someone what it should do is motivate someone, and motivated me to say, you know what, got to get off my fat ass and got to do something, and I did. But I wasn't, I wasn't, it triggered me in a good way. But this nonsense saying, oh, this could trigger me and cause me to go into depression and cause me to want to commit suicide and go into a safe space and stay there permanently is nonsense. What's the next thing? You're going to take away mirrors? Because it's going to look, people are going to be triggered and say, oh my God, my ass looks fat in this dress. I don't look good in this suit. It's triggering me. What point do we say, you may be triggered or offended by this, but this is a scale. Next, it's going to be mirrors. Next, it's going to be clothes. It's going to go on and on and on. Now, 
University of Regina in Saskatchewan, Canada. They ought to call it the University of Regina. And the reason is because the university is hosting or hosted a masculinity confession booth in which male students were asked to confess sins that may have been inspired by the Western world's emphasis on hyper-masculinity. I am proud to be an alpha male. I'm proud to be a hyper-masculine male. I'm proud to have testosterone running through my veins. Do you think in a million years that I would fall for this nonsense to say, I need to go confess because I'm hyper-masculine? What the hell does that mean? It says here that uh, on the sign, we've all reinforced hyper-masculinity one way or another regardless of our gender, according to the organizers. Come and share your sins so we can begin to discuss how to identify and change our ways. The initiative was started by a group called Man Up Against Violence, which seeks to challenge the society's current understanding of the social construction of masculinity and its relationship with violence. So now because we're masculine, all of a sudden that equates us to violence. That is a load of bull. Change our ways. Come on. What a load of feminized, wussified, betaized nonsense. There is no way I, had ap- I would apologize. I have to confess anything. And this is nothing more than a male bashing hate group, period. The group claims they've made it their goal to encourage men to practice healthy masculinity. The idea that men can control themselves. Well, I'm a healthy, hyper-masculine male. I can control myself at any time. They almost make it like because you're hyper-masculine, you're ultra-alpha, that all of a sudden you're going to go and be violent towards women. You're going to take women and drag them across the room like, uh, like uh, the, two, uh, the three Chicago police, uh, airport police officers did dragging that passenger off the United Airlines plane right down the aisle a week ago or two weeks ago. A confession booth. I'm not confessing anything. The only thing I'm confessing is that I am proud, and you should be proud, I know you are, to be a hyper-masculine male. That means you're proud to be decisive. You are proud to take charge. You are proud that you are not a wussified beta, that you don't need to seek other people's permission. You don't need to ask your wife, your girlfriend, your harem, can I buy this? Can I buy this suit? Can I go out with my, with my male friends? Can I go to Vegas for a weekend? Here's another winner. University of Wisconsin-Madison offers free tampons in men's bathrooms. A spokesman for the school said that the products are needed in men's bathrooms to benefit transgender males, biological women who identify as male. I'm sorry, they are not men. We don't need tampons in men's bathrooms. You need a tampon? Go use the ladies' room. And now you're seeing other schools, my alma mater, Syracuse, now giving men free tampons, saying they're not feminine products. The hell they are. Cornell students approve a measure to provide tampons in men's bathrooms. This is what has become of the American male. And now we see from Harvard University, Harvard University, Muffy, now they're saying that there are more than two sexes that gender is fluid and changing, that every day your gender can change. And they now have a guide on campus declaring there are more than two sexes. Gender is fluid and changing, adding that someone's gender identity can be affirmed and expressed in many ways and change from day to day. What a pathetic state of affairs at colleges and universities. You can't have an honest discussion because everybody's offended. And now, supposedly, 
Our genders change every day, and they say that transphobic misinformation is a form of systematic violence. You know what? Good. I want to be violent. I want to be violent against this nonsense going on on campus. I'm sorry, my gender doesn't change every day. I'm a proud USDA heterosexual raging alpha male. That doesn't change. I don't have a vajayjay. Doesn't going to change tomorrow the next day. I am a proud alpha. Hour number two of the Cigar Dave Show. Next interview from Gurkha. The Cigar Dave Show podcast is presented by Diamond Crown. Sit back, relax, pour a drink, and light up a Diamond Crown as you begin the show with the general, Cigar Dave. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Well, I can tell you one place that I have been in the presence of that is proud to be hypermasculine. That is the headquarters of Gurkha Cigars. Kaizad Hansodia, the founder and CEO, loves cigars, loves libations, loves guns, loves weapons, all things that the wussified college students would be offended by and would be afraid of. They'd have to go in their little safe space, their little padded room where they could feel comfortable and cushy. Well, three weeks ago, I had the opportunity to spend a uh, half day at Gurkha headquarters down in the South Florida area. Talk with Kaizad Hansodia, Carlos Torano, as well as Eddie Guerra, talking about some of their new cigars. They have five new cigars they'll be launching. They're also sponsoring the Cigar Day Valfo Pleasure Fest on the water in Buffalo, Saturday, August 12th. We hope you enjoy this special hour from Gurkha HQ. One of the great pleasures that I get as the commanding general of the Alpha Army is to venture out to the various manufacturers, headquarters, and factories, and test and sample new blends, and spend time with great friends that are in the world of cigars, and it's my pleasure today to come to you this hour from Gurkha Cigar Headquarters in Fort Lauderdale. We're in the Gurkha Cigar Situation Room, because this looks like it belongs in the White House, a magnificent large conference room, and I've got Kaizad Hensodia, the founder, CEO of Gurkha Cigars. We've got Carlos Yaka, the, I just promoted you, Carlos, you're the vice president of operations since you make everything happen. And we've got Eddie Guerra, the director of marketing, and we'll spend the entire hour conversing with them about the world of Gurkha cigars. Kaizad, I don't know, I, I know you remember this, how we first met at one of the, at the time it was the RTDA conventions, the Retail Tobacco Dealers Association conventions. It was in Orlando at the Marriott World Center. You came up to me, I was walking down a hallway, you had a suit on, a, that's when you used to wear a, a, a suit and a tie. And you come down, you've got this attache case, 
Looked a little suspicious. Came up to me, stopped me, introduced yourself, and said, I've got Gurkha cigars. I want to give you a few samples. And uh, we just, I think that's got to be 21 years ago, something like that. So, Kaizad, here we are 21 years later in your magnificent headquarters. And boy, has Gurkha ever grown considerably. Well, thank you, General. You're absolutely right. It was in the Orlando show at the Marriott Hotel, uh, and I distinctly remember that day completely. It was my first show over there, and uh, it was a fantastic experience. Never saw some, anything like it, and still to this day, every time I go to the show, I always think of that first time I go to until uh, I went to the convention. Uh, a lot has changed since then. Uh, when I was there first, you know, we would basically even have a booth, and after that, you know, now you know we are a, a presence to be reckoned with. But it uh, took some time. It was a very good experience. Well, and I, one thing I remember is that you, it, it took you a number of years to really hone your blends, work with different factories. And you look at where Gurkha is today, and people may look and say, boy, you know, Gurkha, I mean, they're everywhere. Your cigars are well acclaimed, sold in, what, 50 countries around the world now. But you started out really handing out a couple of bundles of cigar. I mean, I think you told me you only had like three bundles at the time, and that's how you started. And I think that's a great success story, and it shows that it, nothing happens overnight. It takes time. It takes work. You've gone through growing pains. You've got a great team assembled now, and here we are in your beautiful headquarters, and your cigar's doing very well, and you told me that uh, best year ever. So even in the, in, in the face of government and uh, FUDA adversity, as I like to call the FDA, still doing well. Yes, sir. Uh, actually, a lot has changed. When when you first met me, we only had uh, two lines of cigars, and we had a very high-end premium cigar at that time, and people thought we were nuts, you know, coming out in those days for a 15 and $20 cigar. People were just couldn't believe the price point of those cigars, and I said, listen, you know, this is, we are starting a new category called Ultra Premium. And a lot of people now have followed us, you know, after 20 years, there are a lot of people trying to do the same thing, which is very interesting. And we were the pioneers of that. We wanted to come out with something which was completely unique in the industry. And that's one of the main reasons why we succeeded. We were not following the trend where everybody wanted to go. It made a big difference to us. And it took us some time for the recognition for people to accept Gurkha and what it was. Now we have close to 79 blends itself, actually even more. We have 79 SKUs and we have close to... 240 blends itself on the cigars. And it's been very interesting uh, coming out with new projects and uh, coming out with boutique lines. You know, we would make cigars only 2,000 sticks and 5,000 sticks in those days. And people go, well, how can you survive on that? I go, well, our market is very different. You know, it was for a unique customer who only wanted a certain type of a cigar. And uh, it was a very, it was very interesting. But, you know, we have gone through a metamorphosis also in our company. And things have changed tremendously. And thanks to our good team, Carlos and Eddie and you know Juan Lopez, I mean, they've done a wonderful job uh, bringing the cigars out to the public. And our distribution has grown considerably from 500 stores. Now we are in about 2,000 stores in America alone. We are in close to 65 countries worldwide. And uh, we had to stop it there. We have another 20 countries which still are interested in our product, but we cannot give them the distribution. We just don't have enough product. You know, a number of years ago, you really changed a lot of the core line. Uh, you added uh, a number of cigars. But I want to go back to a cigar that I remember seeing early on, the Gurkha Grand Reserve, because I remember at your old headquarters, 
down in Miami, near Dorrell. Not as palatial as the new Gurkha headquarters here in Fort Lauderdale, but I remember we're, we're going into the warehouse to uh, pick up some cigars to smoke, and I happen to see a gentleman actually putting the wax on the end of the, the glass tubes of the Gurkha Grand Reserve. Everyone was done by hand. I figured, you know, some machine that did that. And he said, no, no, no. Every cigar comes here for inspection first. Then we put it in the tube, and we put that, uh, that nice hot wax to give it a very unique uh, look. And that's still a big seller for you. Yes, it is. We sell about a million sticks of those a year. And it's a, it's a very, it's basically our flagship brand from where we started off. That cigar is the first real core Gurkha brand that we had. It's an infused cigar. Infused is not flavored, but it's just infused. You know, we dehydrate the cigars. We put the cognac essence into it, uh, the flavor of the Louis Thirteenth. It was a very big success for us. One of the cigars that you launched, got to be maybe three, four years ago, which has done extremely well, is the Gurkha Ghost, fuller-flavored cigar. And I think you said that's what, your number one seller now? That is correct. It's between the Ghost and the Cellar Reserve. But uh, let me give you the history of that cigar. That blend actually came out in 2004. And we first came out with that blend, and people were just not accepting that blend. We, we launched that cigar, but it was too strong. It was too complex in those days. And the flavor profile has now changed tremendously. Also, people have started accepting different flavor profiles. And then we relaunched it again in about four years, five years ago, actually uh, in 2001. But that blend was actually from uh, 2004. And I remember when we had first released like 400, 500 boxes, it was a very, very interesting <laughs> situation. People were like, nope, this is too strong. It just hurts my throat. I can't take it. You know, it was... And basically, we wanted to bring that blend again because now the flavor profile of the people smoking, they want a more bolder flavor. They want a more huskier flavor, a more very, you know, it's rigid. It's a much more rigid cigar in the sense that the flavor profile is there. It's got a lot of spice to it, and it's got a creaminess which finishes it off. It was a very interesting blend that we had from quite some time. To bring it back, it it was fantastic, and it was received so well. Now it's one of our top sellers. I think we sell about two and a half to three million sticks of that a year. We're with uh, Kaizet Hensodia, the founder and CEO of Gurkha Cigars. Carlos Yaka, now the VP of operations. By the way, Kaizet, did you like how I just upped him from director to VP? Because I know what he really does here, and the director is not worthy enough. So he's now the VP of operations. Eddie Guerra, their new director of marketing, joining us here at the Gurkha Cigar Situation Room, their giant conference room here. And let me, uh, Carlos, bring you in because you joined the company two years ago, been in the cigar industry for a long time. And what one of the things that, that you, I know, have come in as really helped alleviate is the back order situation because Kaizad and his crew and Juan sold a lot of cigars, but they're always really a perpetual back order situation, especially the Shaggy and some other cigars. And you came in and have really now worked on a longer lead time so that you're in a position where... You're not in that ba- tremendous backorder situation. So when a retailer calls you up and says, hey, we need more Gurkha seller reserves, you've got them to ship. Absolutely, General. That was one of the main goals when I, when I joined the, the Gurkha team, so to speak, was to address our constant issue of backorders to our retailer partners. I, I remember when I started, we would handle an order from a client four or five different times just because we didn't have enough product to satisfy them. Now I'll, I'll handle an order no more than twice just because our inventory management is extremely accurate now. 
um, forecasting to the factories are six months out in advance. So the factories can now take their time in rolling the product, let them sit and age properly. So we're taking so much care of the tobacco now, which is what I brought to the team when I joined Kaizad. Well, I know that in my hand, I have a brand new blend. Just came into your office. I don't know what it is. All you said, it's from Nicaragua. Try it. Started off very, very strong. A lot of personality. It's tamed down. Great draw. It's only been, I think you said it's been aged maybe two, three weeks. So it's relatively young, relatively fresh. But that's one of the areas you oversee now is creating the new blends, working with the factories. There's really nothing from the time that the cigars blended, created until the time the cigar is shipped that you don't oversee. That's correct. I see every step of the process from the factory production to the cigar rolling, to the quality control, to the headquarters, to the invoicing, to the shipping, to the logistics, to the materials. Work closely with Juan, with Eddie, and making sure that we have all our materials and all our packaging and all our products uh, here when we're supposed to so that we can fulfill our customers' needs on a timely basis. All right, let's review the Gurkha portfolio because to me, I love the Gurkha Royal Challenge, nice mild cigar in the morning, the Royal Challenge Maduro. I don't think you can go wrong. Uh, I know that the Gurkha Cask Blend has been a very strong seller, but you have so much, as Kaizad was saying, there's so many different lines. You have your core brands, you have some limited editions. Uh, in fact, I understand that there may be even some very, very unique cigars coming out this summer's IPCPR convention, but let's review the portfolio for our alphas that may not be as familiar. And uh, let's start off with your Probably your biggest seller. Uh, without a doubt, our, our, our top seller is, is the Seller Reserve line. Um, and that's, that's gone through some expansion in, in the last few years. It started with, uh, with the original Seller 15. Then we branched and grew it to the Limitada, which is the Maduro Brazilian wrapper. Then the 18-year Corojo joined the, the Seller family. Um, we came out with a Nicaraguan version, the 12-year Platinum. And the last edition last year was the new Cellar 21 uh, Connecticut Shade. And I think you launched that, what, about four years ago? The, the original Cellar actually is a predicate brand. It came out uh, before the uh, FDA imposed the uh, February 2007 date. That, so that, that, that was good. Um, and then the other brands have come in afterwards, albeit uh, predicate blends that we had originally worked on back in the day that we've kind of that we kind of brought back now that the market is accepting different profiles. We will continue our conversation in the world of Gurkha Cigars front and center from Gurkha Cigar headquarters in Fort Lauderdale right around the corner. Download the Cigar Dave mobile app for Android, Kindle and iOS so you can listen to the general anytime, anywhere. The Cigar Dave mobile app is presented by Diamond Crown. Search Cigar Dave in the App Store today. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. 
The Padrón lines include the Padrón 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padrón Traditional line. All Padrón cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padrón. For your Padrón retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padrón is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. The brand new Cigar Dave mobile app for both iPhone and Android devices is finally out. If you go right now, either to the iTunes store or the Google Play store, search for Cigar Dave and download our brand new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device. You can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available. Cigar Dave Daily Briefings. Additionally, it gives you direct access within the app to our Twitter page, our Facebook page. We also have the ability for you to call the show during the show right from the app, as well as send me a text message and an email. We also put in a couple of bonus items. You can get a weather uh, uh, alert as well as an alarm clock. It is the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. You can listen to the Cigar Dave show anytime any place, anywhere. Go right now to the iTunes Store or Google Play Store and download the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. We continue our Cigar Masters series today with uh, Gurkha Cigars at their Gurkha headquarters in Fort Lauderdale from the Gurkha Cigar Situation Room, their magnificent conference room. One of the cigars that, that I remember Kaizad launched, uh, Gurkha launched, was the Gurkha Shaggy. Very unique, uncut end, big trays of I think 100 or 200 cigars, and they were... As soon as they went into retailers, they were just blown out. People loved them, but there was a back order situation. They were off the market for a while. They're now back, correct? That's correct. It's one of the projects that I that I brought back. I brought it back to the original factory. It's the original blend from when it was first launched, and it's back out on the market, and it's doing very well for us. We're, we're very happy with it. All right, I guess uh, as we uh, enjoy this entire hour at the Gurkha Cigar Headquarters in Fort Lauderdale, Kaizad Hensodia. Where did Kaizad, he's the CEO, by the way. Kaizad, I think, left to get a uh, Cafe Cubano or something. I think he, he just left. <laughs> we're, we're doing the interview when he just left, and he, but he's going to keep coming back in. Juan Lopez, the VP of Operations, Eddie Guerra, the Director of Marketing. Eddie, let's bring you in because you are the, the newest member of the Gurkha team. And uh, give us a little bit about your background, and I know you've got a cigar in hand, so clearly... Working in the cigar business agrees with you. I, I started with the company about a year ago next week, actually. Right. Yearly raise time. <laughs> I'll negotiate that for you, too. <laughs> Get me a promotion, my man. Um, <laughs> I, I met Kaizad. I, um, I owned some whiskey and cigar bars in uh, Southeast Asia, in, in Thailand. And uh, I was a importer and distributor for non-Cuban brands over there, Kaizad. Um, we met, and I was importing and distributing Gurkha. When I uh, sold the company off, I, I moved back to the States, and it wasn't even, I think, a week of being back, and he called me up, and he said, hey, we got a spot open for you. What are you doing? You should come on down. And I joined the company uh, officially, which was great because I already knew all the product. I was already distributing it and working with the brand. So I joined the company a year ago right away. Uh, they threw me into through to the pit, you know, getting ready for the show. All the stuff was also happening. Uh, everyone was getting things in line for the FDA, so it was quite exciting. 
Tumultuous time. How does cigar, the cigar connoisseurs, uh, the taste for cigars differ from Southeast Asia compared to the United States? Oh, quite different. Over there, it's predominantly a uh, Cuban market. So they, we tend to have more complexity in the blends that we put out. Um, It's just a little stronger. Um, The construction is much better, I believe. Um, So when we entered the market over there, it was was interesting because people weren't used to the Nicaraguan strength, the uh, complexity of of the cigars uh, from DR. And it, it actually took off like wildfire. So, well, I think, you know, it's interesting because whenever I travel around, I always try to see what the differences are. And for a long time, you're right, Cuban cigars outside of the United States were big. But now we've seen the Dominican, Honduran, Nicaraguan, certainly the Gurkha now. And what did Kaiser say, 70 countries, 65 countries? Yes, we're, we're in about 70 different countries. And uh, believe it or not, there are countries that we outsell the Cubans. I'm not surprised by that because people always tell me, they say, oh, you know, I want to get a Cuban cigar now that Cuba's opened up. I said, well, it really hasn't opened up. And I said, I'll tell you what, you try a Cuban cigar and I guarantee you go back to your Nicaraguan, Honduran, or Dominican for the price, the value, the construction, the overall uh, taste profile. You cannot, there's no comparison. And I think people want the forbidden fruit, but once they have that forbidden fruit, they go, you know, it's not what I thought it was going to be. I'm not, it's not all that it's cracked up to be. That, that's actually true. It, it happened to me. So when, when I moved over there originally, all of a sudden there, were, there was only Habanos. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm in the world of Cuban cigars. And I started smoking them daily, and I was like, this is great. And then literally about a month into it, I was like, what am I doing? So I was working in a hotel at the time, and, and that's how I started importing the cigars over there because like, I, I need to offer more than just Habanos right now. This is just – it's not right. So I myself uh, would be a, a prime example that – You'll, you'll get the forbidden fruit. You'll be very excited about it. And then all of a sudden, well, it's no big deal. Let me, let me go back to, to what I'm used to smoking. Yeah, and I get a kick out of people that come back from Cuba and say, oh, I brought all these Cubans back. And I said, okay, great. Uh, tell me what you think. They smoke them. And then I'll see them again, and they'll be smoking, you know, some other brand that they normally smoke that's legally available in the U.S. I'm like, what happened? I thought you loved those Cubans, you know, for the price. And after smoking them, not so great. So everyone thinks it's going to be a big panacea when Cuban cigars open up. And I said, look, every manufacturer I know, whether it's Gurkha, any other manufacturer, whether it's uh, Dominican, Honduran, Nicaraguan, they say, great, we can handle the competition. We have more competition in the United States than anywhere else in the world. We can handle it, no problem. And I know, Carlos, you're not afraid of the competition. You're making great blends. This cigar that you just gave me, this will blow away any other Cuban. I don't care if it's the uh, the top Cohiba Bahique at 70 80 100 bucks a pop. I'll take this any day over it. Well, for, for the price, uh, there's no comparison. Um, we, we, we can offer um, tenfold the taste profiles that the Cubans can offer. Um, we blend with tobaccos from all over the world to give our cigars complexity, which is not available to the Cuban cigars. Um, so when, when the consumer compares, yes, there'll be, the, there'll be that initial spike for the Cuban cigars because, again, it's the forbidden fruit. They haven't been able to get it. They're going to go out, they're going to rush, they're going to try the Cuban cigars and then realize that what they're paying for, they were better off with the Nicaraguan and Dominican cigars that we're offering. Continue enjoying your cigar, sipping on your libation. We have much more of our Cigar Masters interview with the principals of Gurkha Cigars. We've got Kaizet Hensodia, Carlos Yacatorano, Eddie Guerra, as we continue from Gurkha right around the corner. You, you need to-
to add some alpha to your Facebook news feed. By following The General, you'll get the latest intel in the world of cigars, info on the show each week, and see what The General is smoking. Click like at Facebook.com slash Cigar Dave. The April 2017 Officers Club selection is the Gurkha 125th Anniversary Cigar. It is a fantastic cigar with loads of richness, loads of taste, loads of boldness. It features an oily Cubra Brazilian Habano wrapper accompanied by an Ecuadorian Habano binder and a complex combination of Nicaraguan, Brazilian, Dominican fillers. It is medium to full-bodied, smooth, nice hints of spice and vanilla, just a wonderful cigar. Now, if you are not a member of my Officers Club, what the hell are you waiting for? Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and join. Get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars every single month, $22.95 shipped to you. We've got all sorts of brands and flavor profiles this month, the April 2017 selection. A winner, the Gurkha 125th anniversary. CigarDave.com slash Officers Club. Join now. The general front and center from Gurkha Cigar Headquarters in Fort Lauderdale, they're magnificent. I call it the Gurkha Cigar Situation Room. Beautiful uh, uh, conference room. This, this reminds me of the cabinet room in the White House, but probably far nicer without any question. It's huge, as the president would say. It's abs- Believe me, it's absolutely gorgeous, beautiful, no better, no greater conference room I've ever seen. But this is really quite the showplace. Uh, Carlos Yaca, the Vice President of Operations, Eddie Guerra, Director of Marketing, Kaizad Hensodia, will rejoin us in just a little bit, the founder and CEO of Gurkha Cigars. Let's talk about what goes in when you, this new blend that you gave me, tell me, Carlos, when you decide, when you're working with the multiple factories you work with in the Dominican or Nicaragua, you decide you want to come up with a blend. Take us through that entire process from beginning to end. Well, it's an, it's an interesting process, and because we work so with so many partners, We'll go to each factory and we'll create blends from each of the factories that we'll then bring back to our offices, let them rest, age, and then we'll try them all and then we'll pick one from all the different blends that we have. Uh, It can be a six-month process. It could be a year-and-a-half process before we finally settle on the blend that we want. Now, so when you go, you decide, you say, okay, for example, this cigar here. This is a fuller-flavored cigar. You decided you want a fuller flavored cigar in the portfolio. From there, you go to the various manufacturers. You tell them what you're, how does it go? Do you tell them what you're looking for? Do they give you samples? Are you specific on what you want, wrapper, filler, binder, et cetera? We're not specific to the extent of what we want in it. We give them what our intent for the blend is and let them create four or five, six different blends that we'll taste and, and try. And from there, then we'll begin to tinker with the blend. If we think, uh, you know, blend one had has potential, but it's not quite there, then we'll look at the components and we'll begin to tinker with the components 
uh, whether add more ligero or add a leaf from Brazil or, you know, add a Mexican component to it or uh, something from Panama or Peru that, that, again, affords us a lot of complexity and different taste profiles to, to eventually get to what we're trying to achieve. So this cigar that I have in my hand that you gave me when I arrived earlier today, I know you had about 20 bundles in your office. I actually want to take one of each just to sample them. Some are square press. This is a round cigar. But this particular cigar, tell us uh, what went into this, how long it's taken. Is this? Uh, do you think this is a final blend? Is this a preliminary blend? Give us an idea on that. Well, that cigar that, that you are uh, tasting right now is actually one of our predicate blends that... Um, and let's define I, predicate. Pred- predicate means it's predating the FDA uh, February 2007 date as it stands right now. And obviously, we're hoping that that changes. But it is a, a pre-February 2007 blend that we had uh, originally worked on. And it's something that I, as, as the Taranos used to work on with Kaizad many years ago, I'm bringing back to the table uh, as as a one of the new projects that we're working on for release at the IPCPR this year. So um, that that cigar you're smoking has been rolled for about three weeks now. So we're in in the tasting pr- process and see how the aging is is affecting the blend to see if it's going to be the final or we still have to tinker a little bit more with it. So this was a blend that was created before February 2000, was it 2009, isn't it? 2007. It's February 9th, 2007. I always get them confused. But was never released? Correct. It it was never released. And um, it was was something that um, was worked on back then, but never made it to market. And it's something that we're looking to launch this year at the IPCPR. And I will say when I, I first lit it up, uh, and I said this, a lot of personality early on, very full flavored. And again, it's young, two, three weeks out of the age, in the aging room total, which is relatively young. And uh, after, uh, this is, I think, a Toro size you gave me. And after, I would say, about smoking it two inches or so, maybe for about 20 minutes, started to tame down. Still full, but considering it's only two weeks out of the aging room, two or three weeks, not a lot of bite, not harsh at all. But I can see another six, eight weeks, this will really smooth down with a lot of flavor. Well, and that's the goal, General. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I, I pay a lot of attention to the tobacco, to the care that's given to all the tobaccos that we're using. So even though it's fairly young, it doesn't have that bite to it, so it still has that smoothness to it. So we're excited with that blend. We think with the proper aging, um, we think it's going to be the final, the final blend that we're going to release. Okay, so you get the final blend, comes in, you create the sizes. Next up, you have to find a name for it. Tell us how that works. Eddie, you involved in, in the name with Kaizad and, and Carlos? Uh, yeah, we're, we're definitely all, all involved in that process. Uh, ultimately, it's Kaizad. But then at that point, we, Kaizad and myself will work on uh, the boxes, the bands, um, how we're going to market the cigar, the whole lot. And then once we come to that final decision, then we pass it right back to Carlos and then he finishes off. Yeah, you get to do all the dirty work. They, they they do the creative work. You do the grunt work. You're the worker bee. That's it. That's the way it works. It's it's, it's a team it's a team effort. So yeah, it's definitely a team effort. He he's the gauntlet though. He he's the one that puts everyone through the. And one thing we know about about uh, Kaizad, there is nobody better in the world of cigars. And I'd go venture to say, in probably many other industries, liquor industry, what you name it. He is incredibly creative on the packaging. I think if you ask anybody in the cigar industry who has the most unique creative packaging that stands out, Gurkha Cigars and Kaizad's name comes right to the very top. 
Uh, that that's absolutely true. I mean, his his brain works mysteriously. He he has it's a scary thing. He has some ideas. I mean, we'll, we'll sit down and and he'll put forth like twenty ideas, and there's some that we have to look at and be like, I, I don't even know if we can manufacture something that crazy. But he he has fantastic ideas, and they're not stopping. So we'll we'll be coming out with some really crazy, beautiful packages. Carlos, do you have a name for this cigar already? Uh, we do. Um, not asking you to re- re- divulge it. We, we but I'm sure you'll divulge it first on the Cigar Dave show. We do, and uh, when when it's ready and finalized, we'll 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 send you the final product for you to sample and 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 uh, preview it on the show as well. But yes, it, it does have a name. It already has a packaging that's being worked on, so we're excited. Can you give us a little hint on the packaging? Uh, they're going to be uh, 25 counts. It's going to have some unique sizes that we don't have existing in our lines right now. Um, again, as Kaizad likes to do, create different different things. So even though uh, it's going to be added to the portfolio, it's going to be uh, have some unique sizes that are not present in any of our lines right now. Carlos, how many new cigar brands do you think you'll be adding to the Gurkha portfolio at the upcoming cigar retailers convention in the summer? Right now, the uh, goal is to launch five, five new, wow. five. That's huge. Five, five new lines coming out this year. As I continue to puff on this unreleased yet unnamed experimental Gurkha cigar, we will continue our cigar master's conversational maneuvers with Kaizad Hensodia, Carlos Yacatorano, and Eddie Guerra from Gurkha Cigars in Fort Lauderdale, right around the corner. The General is always on Twitter, delivering breaking news, giving you the latest intel on cigars, and battling the enemies of pleasure. Chat with The General now at Cigar Dave Show. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. How? What about, it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next, how about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yet costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Tradition 
traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. We continue our Cigar Masters series today with uh, Gurkha Cigars at their Gurkha headquarters in Fort Lauderdale from the Gurkha Cigar Situation Room, their magnificent conference room. Kaizad Hensodia, the founder and CEO, joined us. He will be rejoining us in just a little bit. We've got Carlos Yaka, VP of Operations, Eddie Guerra, the Director of Marketing for Gurkha Cigars. Let's talk about a cigar that I very much enjoy. That is the, uh, uh, the Gurkha Royal Challenge, uh, the Royal Salute. I think about that right. The Royal Salute Maduro. Royal. Ch- Wait a minute. The Royal. The, are you talking the Royal Challenge? Royal Challenge. Royal Challenge Maduro. You got so many. You got seventy some odd skews. <laughs> I can't keep them all in line. But I remember it started as a Connecticut. The Royal. Thank you. The Royal Challenge Maduro. You came out with a Maduro a few years later. Love that cigar. It's got the mildness of the Royal Challenge with just a little bit of sweetness of that Maduro wrapper. You know, a lot of times the consumers think the Maduro or associate a Maduro with a stronger cigar. When in reality, the Maduro wrapper is just a sweeter tasting wrapper as opposed to the natural wrapper, which is more of a bitter wrapper. So the, the Royal Challenge is a, is a mild to medium line, and we wanted to stick to that concept with the Maduro version. So the Maduro has a little bit more sweetness to it, has a little bit more creaminess to it, but it stays very much in line in the medium palate range. You know, I'm looking at a list of all the different Gurkha brands, the portfolio, the Gurkha Assassin, the Gurkha Warlord, uh, the Signature 1887 Red, the 1887 Black. I mean, we can go on and on and on. Let's pick out a couple of those brands that really are moving. I think if I'm not mistaken, isn't the Assassin doing pretty well? The Assassin, we've sold out through all, all our existing packaging. Um, so that's that's been shelved for the time being, other than uh, we, we do some limited runs for some of the catalog companies and, and special sampler packs. We include it in what we call our Godzilla pack, which is a sampler pack. So you can only find the Assassin now in that Godzilla pack. But it was one of the top sellers that Gurkha had. And that was a beautiful cigar. I mean, not, a lot of flavor to that cigar, a lot of personality. Now, another cigar that I think has done very well is the is the Seduction still available? It is. The Seduction still available, still offered in a 20 count. It's also available in the Godzilla pack as, as a sampler. It's, it's got a Brazilian wrapper to it, so it's got a lot of that sweetness to it that's characteristic, uh, beautiful smoke, and everybody loves it that tries it. Let's talk about some of your limited editions. Expensive, limited, super premium, as Kaizad likes to say. For everything from the Triad, you've got the Cellar Reserve 21, the Jubilee, but I'll let you go through what is available. I guess we should say start there. The Jubilee was something we launched last year. It, is a, it was a thousand box run, and it's, and it's sold out. So we're, we're very excited with that. I, we also brought back the, the Gurkha Black Dragon in, in the tubos as a, as a lim, limited edition. And it's something that we produce a couple times a year. So that's also still available. The Heritage Sampler, again, is a limited item that we still make and, and launched last year. The, the Triads, again, something very exclusive, very premium. Still, still done once or twice a year only, um, and and we still believe it or not sell quite a bit to it. And then we do what we now call the sniper, which is something that was originally done as a project for the military and is now um, a great seller for us throughout the country. Came out with a Gurkha spe- uh, special ops, a spec ops, a while ago. 
very cool humidor, had a knife. I mean, you know, you're ready for war with that thing. Is that gone? It's now the sniper. So uh, oh, after, the sniper. it's, yeah. it's changed okay. to the sniper. So we tweaked the blend. We changed the case. We, we changed the knife. We changed the coin in it. So it's got a whole new look and feel to it. But the concept is still there. Gurkha HMR. Very super premium cigar. Very limited. Only sell what? Maybe one box a year? Two boxes? Actually, believe it or not, we sell probably 20, 25 boxes a year. Let's tell, tell everyone what the price tag on that box is. That box retails for about thirty thousand dollars. Thirty grand. Yes. And you're selling twenty to twenty-five of those. Yes, we do. And let's talk about that because what makes that so special, Eddie? Uh, the cigar is infused with Louis the Thirteenth cognac. Expensive stuff. You sold a lot of that in your uh, uh, Asian bars, correct? That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> that is incredible. I mean, twenty to twenty-five boxes of that period. And I remember when he. Kaisan first came out. Every other manufacturer said, he's nuts. It's crazy. Nobody's going to buy that. And I thought maybe, and I think Kaisan said, look, if I sell one a year, I'm happy. 20 to 25, that's a crowd. What type of customer buys that? The very wealthy. I mean, this is something that not only do we sell here in the States, but we actually sell overseas quite a bit to a lot of our international clientele. We are talking Gurkha Cigars in our Cigar Masters series today. We've got Carlos Yaka at Iguera of Gurkha Cigars. Kaizad Hensodia, the founder CEO, has ventured off into his uh, magnificent uh, Oval Office. We'll get him in just a few minutes to come back. But let's talk about a new part of your portfolio that was launched again about four years ago called East India Trading Company. Give us uh, the idea behind that, some of the cigars, kind of a unique proposition there. Well, the East India brand came about because the Gurkha lines were a premium high, high-end cigar line. Um, so we wanted to come out with something that was lower priced, a little bit better value for the everyday consumer. We did not want to taint the Gurkha line, which had already established itself as a premium line. So we came out with the East India brand, which Kaizad owned the rights to. And that is kind of like our value-priced extension of the Gurkha line. So... And I think the first East India that came out was what, the Wicked Indy and then the East India Red Witch? Correct. The, the Wicked Indy, the Red, the Red Witch, which are still available. Um, we've added the Classic Havana Blend, which is a, a Mexican wrapper. Uh, the Nemesis launched last year, which is a Connecticut shade, which was uh, originally intended for the international market. And we brought here to the U.S. Uh, as the consumers still demand a lot of miles. All right. The East India uh, Classic Havana Blend. That cigar retails for what? In the $7, $8 category? Correct. $7, $8 now here in the U.S. That easily could be a $20 cigar. It is a phenomenal cigar. Love the square press. Uses that Mexican San Andreas wrapper, which is incredibly tasty. One of the great cigars, I think, that doesn't get its due, maybe because it's in the East India. And again, it's such a value-priced cigar. People sometimes overlook that. But I'm telling you, you put that in somebody's hand, take the band off, let them smoke it, they'll say, this is easily a $15, $20 stick. That's absolutely right. That's actually one of my favorite cigars in our line, to be honest. Is that, what is, what's the number one seller in the East India series? The Classic Havana Blend. And just to let you know and let your, your listeners know, it's being rebranded as a Gurkha brand as we speak. Look at that. How prescient am I? It is being, because again, I think many people tended to overlook that cigar, and I think that is perfect, because when you look at the packaging, you looked at the quality of the cigar, the taste of the cigar, but same price, correct, or is it going to change? No, it'll stay the same. We, we, wanted, we wanted to associate it with the Gurkha name rather than the East India 
ex line extension. So we're rebranding it with a Gurkha name. It'll, it'll have the same look and feel, the same box, the same blend. Nothing's changing other than it's being repackaged as Gurkha now. Let's talk about the East India Rogue. I remember when uh, uh, Gurkha launched that, the East India Trading Company. Again, another very, very pleasant cigar, good price point. Absolutely. And the whole look and feel, again, it's got, it's got that, that military feel to it. And it's got the, the cross and bones to it. So, again, it's something that's done very well for us. It's a value price line and continues to do extremely well here in the U.S. Now, here at the Gurkha headquarters situation room, their giant conference room, we are looking at three enormous humidors that are off the charts. The quality, there's one that looks like almost a light green. There's one that's black, one that's got a nice walnut brown uh, with the Gurkha logos uh, in there. Magnificent. These will hold 200 cigars. These are being launched at the Cigar Retailers Convention this summer. Let's talk about these because off the charts and very limited. Uh, that's true. We we actually showcased them at the IPCPR this past year so people could place some pre-orders. They're, they're now... They're shipping now. Uh, they come with 200 uh, special edition cigars that you could only get when you purchase one of these humidors. Tell us about the cigars. Well, the cigars are uh, a special size in uh, in the seller 12 year, the seller 21 year, the 125th anniversary, the seller 15 limitada also, and the, lim and the seller and the seller 15 limitada, the Maduro version. How many of these will be made available? We have 50 of each of the colors. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say there's 150 in total, 50 in each color. Suggested retail. 12,500. And I have a feeling you'll sell all of them because if you can sell a box of cigars, the HMR for 25 to 30 grand, you'll have no problem with these magnificent humidors. I will venture to say these are so unique you'll probably sell these out on the very first well, I, I, it's you're you you won't even have them available at these cigar retailers cuz they'll be gone by then. And I'm sure Juan Lopez is already uh, getting ready drooling foaming at the mouth to get these out into the retailers' hands. He's working hard on the road already, uh, letting the retailers know we're getting ready to start shipping. We already have pre-orders for about 80% of the humidors, and some of our international distributors now that are available are starting to, to request it. So we'll be sold out in no time. So when you look at where Gurkha has been and where Gurkha is going, and I know that Kaizad's going to be rejoining us, but in the, it's been about uh, two, three years now, Carlos, that you've been uh, with Gurkha? Yeah, it's been just under three years. It'll be three years in October, and it's been a whirlwind ride since I joined the company. Well, I'll tell you what, when you first uh, started, you were back in the warehouse getting everything cleaned up. Now you've got a palatial office, three assistants, somebody that makes us espresso. Life is good in those three years. You've really turned the thing around. <laughs> Well, it's taken a lot of hard work, a lot of long hours, um, but I, I've got a great team here, and um, they were open to the changes that I, that I wanted to bring, uh, and the changes have, have taken time to take hold, but everybody's on board now, and we're excited. Well, Kaizad told that to me because he and I spent some time in his office uh, talking, and he said, look, I've got a great team. Everybody knows their role, but everybody collaborates on everything, and we talked about you, and he said, he takes care of everything. He runs everything, Carlos, everything, and you've really... You know, you're kind of like the master chief. You have come in, general, but not a five-star, but four-star, close enough. But you've really come in and everything from just how you process orders to the advanced lead time, everything has changed dramatically. And Gurkha is no longer just a small boutique. It's really a mid-size cigar manufacturer, distributor, but still with that boutique feel. Absolutely. We don't, we don't want to lose that, that boutique feel. So it's something we work hard on. And the only way we can achieve that is by having our inventory where it needs to be to be able to supply our, our customers when they need to. 
Last few minutes uh, here at Gurkha Cigar Headquarters in Fort Lauderdale with Carlos Yaka, VP of Operations, Eddie Guerra, the Director of Marketing. I don't know where Kaizad went. Kaizad had associate, the CEO. I think he's over in the vault counting all the cash uh, coming in because of all the hard work you guys have been doing. But let's talk about the uh, FDA or FUDA. Now with President Trump, Trump administration, uh, we've got a new secretary of HHS, uh, Dr. Price. We've also got a brand new uh, head of the FDA who is pro-cigars. So there's much more optimism today than there was on November 7th of 2016, the day before the presidential election. Without a doubt. We're still, we're still working on, on the FDA regulations, unfortunately. Um, we're hoping and keeping our fingers crossed and, and hoping that uh, President Trump uh, will address some of these regulations and, and change. Um, but we're planning for the worst, hoping for the best. Well, the fight against the enemies of pleasure definitely continues in Washington. Definitely more optimistic today than we were one year ago. Hope you enjoyed our interview with Kaizad Hensoria. Carlos Yacatoraño, Eddie Guerra of Gurkha Cigars. Gurkha, 125th anniversary. The April Officers Club selection goes out next week. And they will be our presenting sponsor for the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water in the Buffalo Theater of Operations, Saturday, August 12th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. More details early May coming out about that. Hope you enjoyed the show. As always, we will keep up the fight. For the Alpha Male Good Life, Cigar Dave, the General, saying, Mayor Humidor, always be full. Mayor Cutter, always be sharp. Mayor Ashby, extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio, always pleasure. Long live the Alpha. Make America great again. <laughs>